Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first mini episode hey. of Sick on Cinema. I'm one half of your procrastinating pieces of shit, John. Oh, I mean, and I'm your other half, Matt. <laughs> we and, uh, are procrastinators. Uh, and this is, as we said, the very first mini episode. Whether or not it's actually mini, we'll find out, but... <laughs> yeah. So essentially what a mini episode is going to be is a shorter episode in between, not not all the time, but these will be put out not super regularly, but... You know, anytime that we're having troubles getting together a full-length episode, these will come out to kind of pad you know, out. You, you out a little bit. You know, give you a little something to listen to while you wait for the big episodes. So, yeah, the big episode, we kind of announced the last one. Well, we sort of announced it. Well, I guess we probably should go ahead. Yeah, we'll go ahead and get into that. Um, We announced it as the August Underground Trilogy. Yeah. However, we decided to mark our one-year... On uh, on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud or however you get your podcasts, SoundCloud, we would do Fred Vogel as a whole, <sighs> cover his entire filmography. Oh, good lord! With other plans in the works that we're not going to get into right now because you know don't want to put those out there and they fall through and then be, look like a bunch of idiots. Well, let's just say if everything works out all right, then. This episode will be pretty big. It'll be big, yeah. Um, so, we've been working on this for a little bit. Oh, working's a little bit of a overstatement, but... Well, we've had other things we've been working on as well. Yeah. We've been working on the YouTube channel. Subscribe, please. Fright Grave. Please. Well, you probably should tell people what it is. It's Fright Grave on yeah. YouTube. Please like, subscribe. Please subscribe. <laughs> subscribe to my YouTube channel. Yeah, subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. <sighs> Never tell them the name. <laughs> it's It's... It's... <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what you just did. I told you to say what it was. <laughs> Fright Crave. Yeah, Fright Crave on YouTube.com. Um, you can't miss it. The logo is a skull with a bowl underneath it. That's kind of looks like a bowl. <laughs> so, yes, this is a mini episode. And what are we covering on this mini episode? Now we're covering uh, Flesh of the Void. Mm-hmm. And we are covering Hate Crime. Yeah, so this is going to be basically each time we do one of these, it'll be like two movies. And there's a good chance that maybe they don't even fit into what we normally talk about. Hell, we might talk about the latest Marvel movie. Oh, Highly doubtful, because I don't watch them. Yeah, I, <laughs> look, I've i heard a lot of them have been really good. Like, I've heard Thor Ragnarok was fun. Yeah. And, like, I've heard they've been fun. I just don't have I have no interest, interest in watching in them, yeah. Right but now. I'm just saying, like, th- these mini-episodes are not going to follow the same format as the rest of yeah. the show. But, you know... To a movie like Flesh of the Void and Hate Crime, which are kind of hard to place into a theme, a thematic, you know, yeah. um, structure that w- we like to do, this is a good way to get a chance to talk about them. I mean, we could. I mean, with both of them, we could have put them in a category, but this is something to get out just to get out there right now. Well, not just that, but like you know, they're they're tougher films to kind of uh, pinpoint into a uh, into an episode. Than yeah. some of the other ones, you know, because, you know, James, what's his name, James Quinn, James Quan, Quinn. <laughs> James Quan. Yeah, I think it's Quan, I think it's Quinn, the director of Flesh of the Void, he, uh, you know, he's not done a ton of feature-length films, you know, we could have covered yeah. his filmography, but, you know, it's just fun to talk about his these films, and same thing with Hate Crime, you know, there's not necessarily a easy episode to put either of these movies into, you know? Yeah. So... 
But before we get into the reviews, what have you been up to? Um, procrastinating procrastinating like a son of a bitch. Yeah. And, um, on top of that, to be fair, we have been busy. We've been busy. Um, just not with the podcast. Yeah. We've been working on the YouTube channel, of course. Yeah. Um, a documentary. Yeah, a documentary. We've been working on for a while now. Uh, a friend of ours goes to ETSU. We've been working on it since like February. Yeah, and we've been working on this documentary about wrestling. So yes. that's been something that's, you know, it's taking time. And we've been to a wrestling show recently, two concerts, and in May we're going to be seeing Kevin Smith. Yeah, so it's been busy. It's not like we've been doing nothing. Yeah. It's just things have kind of gotten in the way of things. Um, let's shout out, even though this is a movie podcast, but I feel like it's necessary. If you are interested in pro wrestling at all, yes, then you must come to Newport, Tennessee, the Armory, mm-hmm. and see NGW. Yeah, if you're from around this area or not, if mm-hmm. you want to come, if you want to come down and watch, uh, we highly recommend it. It's there's not, there's nothing else like it. Yeah, the environment is like if you're a hardcore wrestling fan, like not even really hardcore because you can become hardcore from just yeah. going. Um, for all fans of professional wrestling, come down to see us. Don't drop like forty bucks on a WWE show. You're going to see the same shit as like like a house show. Yeah, we're going to see them not try at all. Yeah, they're going to go out there and do the bare minimum. Yeah, NG Dub, NG Dub. Of course, of course, I said it like that. Um. They try their hardest. Mm-hmm. The guys running the show, they're yep. great. They're really nice. Yep. And um, a lot of the wrestlers that come down here are extremely nice as well. Yeah. And local talent. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And we'll get off that because I know not everybody's... Down for wrestling. Yeah. But, you know, we, we've been working on this documentary. Yeah, and it's been kind of special to us. Yeah, it's been pretty cool. So we'll we'll give more details about that when it's done. Yeah. Um. I got pulled over play for playing Pokemon Go today. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how much I want to get into it. It was pretty irritating, really. Some son of a bitch said I was suspicious because I stopped at a goddamn Pokestop, spinning the damn disc and getting my shit for the day. <laughs> and I get pulled over. If it was during the day, you'd probably been a lot better off. And yeah, but it's like I get off at night. Like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. It pissed me off. I was pretty mad. <laughs> <laughs> I was angry. I never heard of someone get pulled over Pokemon Go. Apparently, my brother got pulled over because his vehicle was apparently too loud. That's bullshit. During like midday. Fucking bullshit. Made me so mad. I was. It was I was legit. the same guy, according to my brother. I was legit. I was pretty damn pissed off, man. I was. I was not happy. Yeah. Should I read off the text that you sent me? No. <laughs> I don't want to get into it too much. It's just, okay. I'm I'm more relaxed now than I was earlier, but uh, I use some choice words in that that I don't repeat it. <laughs> nothing <laughs> racist. <laughs> Let me point it, it, it was nothing necessarily bad. It just like, wasn't very good. Either. It wasn't something that would ruin your reputation. Yeah. It was just something I thought was hilarious. I just feel I feel like I felt the need to because of my accent and where we're from to make sure that I <laughs> <laughs> stated that it was nothing racist. Yeah, it was nothing. <laughs> we may be from the south, but we're not like that. Yeah, what? <laughs> not all of us are racist pieces of shit. That's true. Just the majority of us. No, I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> 
You're giving us a bad rap. So uh, we we just sponsored Newport, Tennessee, and now you're shitting all over Tennessee. So uh, yeah, I mean, that's basically all that's happened with me, other than work, working on this documentary, working on the your YouTube channel. Somehow I've gotten wrapped into. <laughs> We're a team, John. Editing the stuff. Uh, I'm the writer. You're the editor, and. We're all narrators. But anyways, yeah, that's what I've been up to. And uh, on top of all of that, I've been working a little bit. I and work all the damn time. Yeah, I know, but I've been cleaning. Cleaning? Yeah, cleaning. It's not a job. Maybe it's not a job. <laughs> let's get in these movies. Okay, let's Before this get... mini episode becomes a real episode. All right. So we were reviewing, uh, and I didn't take any notes on this. This, this is a different format. This We're not going to be, you know. This is raw. <coughs> I don't got the years or the director's names or anything like that. Although I will look up for the Flesh of the Void director because I think he deserves a shout out. Really, yeah. the other guy does too, but you know. Yeah, well, we we probably should do that. But let's start with uh, let's start with Hate Crime. Alrighty. Because I think Flesh of the Void is a more interesting movie, really. So, I mean, that's not an insult, but no, 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 because I liked both movies. I just wanted to address that because you're just like it's it's more interesting. It just sounded bad. <laughs> Well, look, one's kind of a a unique art piece, and the other one's more of a, you know, people equal shit kind of movie. It's a found footage film. So, hate crime is that it's a it's a found footage film where this Jewish family is having a birthday party. Yes, and uh, a group of neo Nazis break in. And uh, hold the family hostage, and ultimately bad things happen, and that's essentially the plot for uh, hate crime. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of disturbing shit in this movie. Yeah, but that's it is. It, there is a lot of disturbing shit in this movie. It's a pretty rough movie, right? However, I do feel like it holds back a whole ton of it. Yeah, it it's like it's like look at this. This is heinous. We're not going to show you everything. <laughs> yeah, it's not willing, which I'm not saying it had to, but, you know, I don't know. I think for the subject matter and what it was trying to portray, it needed to, you know, if you're going to go realistic, you got to go realistic. you got to go, you know, full force. Also, i got to point out this movie's kind of like, of course, in it, not really spoilers, because... I mean, you, you kind of guess what's going to happen. Oh in this yeah, movie. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of spoilers to give away in this. In both movies, really. Yeah. But I mean, there's this whole thing with like police and stuff. Like, if you know these guys, then you know, blah blah blah, or mm-hmm. they were apprehended. Like, you would not release this footage to the public. No. <laughs> there's barely police footage that's released to the public of actual situations. Yeah. Um, to me, like, the the biggest problems I had with this movie were one, some of the performances are way over the top. Oh, one guy in particular. Yeah, one of the neo-Nazis is, which I think he does a good job in some scenes. Yeah, I mean, of course. In other scenes, it's just like the director really probably should have reined him in. Yeah. The leader of the neo-Nazis, I thought he did a very good job. Yeah, he did. I mean, I felt like they all did a good job. except for Well, hold on. I feel like the neo-Nazis did a really good job of being pieces of shit. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, god dang. Yeah. And it is a movie that if you're easily offended by racism, it's going to bother you because... Oh, yeah. Chris, again, like, you know, it's a Jewish family, and I don't want to demean that at all. I mean, like, there's racism towards Jewish people, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it feels like if it was a, like, you know, if it was a Mexican family or a black family, it would be even more poignant. 
Yeah, it, it probably would have been a lot more shocking and probably controversial. Yeah, uh, but you know, not taking away from you know the Jewish people and the in the and the shit they got to go through from some of these yeah. pieces of shit out there, you know. But it, I'm just saying, like visually, it would have just been a lot more stark mm-hmm. and 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 shocking than if you went with the a white family, <laughs> you know, I mean, for the lack yeah. of a better term, that just happened to be Jewish. But you know, again, like I said, that that's I'm not trying to take away anything of the hardship that Jewish people because there's, you know, I feel like um, some of the topics that were done in this movie were, were done, a, you know, a while back. It probably would have been more controversial. Mm. But now I feel like in today's landscape, that if it was a different situation with you know someone of different ethnicity, then it probably would have been a lot more like people like this is. Messed up. Yeah. But, it, I don't know. But, you know, like I said, it, it's that's, still messed up. We're not trying to take away from, like, because, you know, of course, you know, unfortunately, J- Jewish people deal with that kind of racism as well. Um, It's just, I think it would have been a little more stark, you know, a little more to the point. Uh, However, I... I understand why. Yeah, yeah. I have mixed feelings in this movie, really. Like, I didn't dislike it. But I didn't love it either. Yeah, I feel I feel the same way. And a lot of it just comes down to the performances. Like they're 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 all pretty mixed, really. Like mm-hmm. at some points they're really good, and at some points they're really bad. And towards the end of the film, there's this whole aspect of it where the family kind of starts fighting back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And in a movie that's just trying to portray itself as like this is real footage of something horrible that happened to this family, you you go into movie territory at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. That shit that happens in the movies, that don't happen in real life, you know. Mm. Unfortunately, you know, in that situation, that's not how this would play out. No, and, like, but when it comes to anyone of different, you know, religion or, you know, ethnicity, it's a shame that anyone has to deal with shit like this on a daily basis. Yeah. But I, I do feel like I, I don't know this movie. This movie I mixed on though, mm-hmm. because the message of it is like, yeah, these are pieces of shit. Don't be these guys. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I don't know if it got everything that it was trying to get across. Yeah, it's like it wanted to portray this like stark, shocking, real life, you know, scenario. Mm-hmm. But then it starts having like these like they're fighting back and they end up killing one of the Nazis and stuff like that. And it's like, that's just not realistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. If these three people come and tie this family up, they would kill every single one of them and get away. Yeah. And the only thing that would get them caught is like forensics and stuff like that. Uh, The fact that anyone in the family survives automatically kind of takes it out of the realm of realism, really. Yeah. You know, and it's just like... You, when, once, like, oh, the family starts fighting back, then you're going into movie territory. There's also a point where uh, the, one of the guys takes their mask off, and it's like, why why, why would you do that? Well, I mean, people do dumb things in, in situations like that. And, and you know, they're all not, it's like one, two, and three are their names, the neo-Nazis. The guy who plays three at times is way too over the top mm-hmm. and at times very good like there's a scene where he like he's starting to come down from a trip and he's like freaking out 
Oh, yeah, that was really good. That scene is awesome. That scene's really well done. But then there's other times where it's just like it's too much. It's way over the top. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's The times his performance is goofy mm-hmm. in this whole, like, dark and disturbing situation. And it's really weird. Yeah. To me, it's like, you know, we're going to be talking about the August Underground yeah. films coming very soon. Um, They do it. You know, better than anyone else as far as like the faux serial killer found footage movies, right? Mm. Because um, it, they don't feel like movies. Yeah, like you, you know, you know, you hear people. Some people are like, "Oh, these movies are kind of boring at times because you know." Well, it's like yeah, because it's realistic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like this, Fred's not trying to portray these as movies. These are supposed to be real. Yes. You know what I mean? So, to have these scenes where, like, the family starts to fight back and, you know, have these, like, standoffs against the against the neo-Nazis, you you lose your sense of realism. You, that, you're now, you've told me this is a movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And your goal was to make me think this was real. Also, something I'd like to point out is a lot of things that happen in this movie, there's no way in hell they would have happened in an hour yeah. Which, like, it just conveniently fits in that timeline where in August under, the August Underground Trilogy, it's split up. Yeah. Like, there's different scenes of this and that. Well, that's why the August Underground Trilogy just does it better than any other... It's probably the supreme king of the found footage murder yeah. stuff. It's just... I and mean, I did not, like I said, I did not hate this movie. I actually liked this movie. I just... It could have been done better. Yeah, that's what it is about it. I mean, it... It just could have been done better. By the end of it, like I said, by the end of it, you're like, yeah, the, you know, they're making a movie. At I mean, in a real life situation, not not just you know with hate crimes or like with murders, especially since you know we've been doing the YouTube channel and doing research. Mm-hmm. There's never, there's not really a happy ending to all these stories. No, I mean sometimes there's like a, a silver lining, maybe. In some cases, of course, there are you know survivors and stuff like this, but that's not with a lot of these cases. Mm-hmm. And especially since you got three neo Nazis against you know just a family. Yeah, and these guys are like yoked and yeah, they're doing all the drugs. And another thing too, it's like if this movie was done as like a, like your regular movie, like a typical not found footage regular movie, right? Yeah. That stuff wouldn't bother me as bad, right? Because it's like, okay, it's a movie. Of course, the family's fighting back. It's like a revenge film kind of thing. You know what I mean? However, but when you do it found footage, the whole point of found footage is like, this is real. Yes. This is real, right? So things have to be different. They can't play the way a regular movie would play. And mm-hmm. that's kind of what happens in this film. You know... You start to get this aspect of like, oh, one of them's gotten away. We gotta find them, you know. Oh my God, <laughs> they got one of us, and it's like that's just not. Of course, this is not. Of course, this as we said, this is not a bad movie by any means. No, like oh, we've seen some bad found footage movies. Oh like, God, yeah. The movie The Gallows is shot found footage, but it has a soundtrack to it somehow, mm-hmm. which is like, how? Yeah. Um, this is supposed to be real. <laughs> Which I can go for that too, as long as you let me know it's been edited. Like if this is just not the camera, the footage that came out of the camera, it can have a soundtrack. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's, you gotta like you gotta make that known. Um, you have it like 
a television program where it's like, oh, this was, you know, blah, blah, blah. And of course, they, they, they or just like, 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 snuff it when they're like, you know, the footage you're about to see has been edited, you know. Yeah. But ultimately, like, I think Hate Crime is, is a decent, disturbing film. It has its moments of pretty, you know, some pretty rough shit. And never, like, I found it to be less disturbing than I thought it would be, was my thing. was like, it never felt like it, it never felt like they wanted to go too far. The prim- Which is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. But. The premise of the movie is darker than the, <laughs> what's contained inside the movie. It's, it's it's worse than the execution, for sure. Which there is, like, you know, there's pretty brutal shit. There's rape and forced incest and child murder and... Yeah, and they, I mean, with some of that stuff, they went places I didn't think they would go. Yeah. But it seems like... It just wasn't as rough as you th- a movie of its nature you think Aug- it would be. I mean, what I'm going to say is the August Underground movies are far more hard to watch than this. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have this on the mind because that's what we're working on. Yeah. But, and Man Bites Dog... Is a better movie. Yeah, I mean that movie's fantastic. Let's be honest. Yeah. But, um, I was trying to see if you can hear my neck pop. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> you can. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, that's for all of our listeners that hate that. Paulie does. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't put that in consideration. I'm sorry, guys. But ultimately, hate crime. Like I said, it's worth a watch. Yeah, if you feel like it's something you're interested in watching, then pick yeah. it up. I was actually really looking forward to it because the trailer was really good and the poster art is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And I love the premise of it. I was like, you know, let's give it a go. And I picked it up during the Unearthed sale. And yeah. You know, I don't regret buying it. I mean, no. I mean, no. I'm fine with owning it. I don't know if I'll watch it again anytime soon, but, you know, it was all right. I, it was a fun watch. Or not a fun watch, but you know what I'm saying. It, it, it was a good watch. It was a good watch, yeah. It wasn't like the movie was fun to watch by any means I mean what was it number three uh, the the Nazi yeah number three sometimes he's entertaining as hell to watch because yeah but that's kind of like a I don't know that feels like a negative of the film as well it's like these characters should be funny yeah they should be real and they're not real you know what I mean mm-hmm. but like I said it's worth a watch it's worth a pickup if you can get it for a good price yeah um as we said, it's not a bad movie by any means, but it's not. It's. It just could have been that? better. It was your nail clippers. Oh, it could have been better. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It could have been much better. It could have had a better execution. Yeah, but at the end of the day, if you think it's interesting, then by God, pick it up. Pick it up. So, next up is one that we were both pretty excited about. Yes, the trailer dropped. Not too long ago. Like, it wasn't too bad between uh, when the trailer hit and when the DVD hit. Would you like to hear a story about this movie? Hmm? Um, <laughs> well, you sent me the trailer when you had got up for work. Yeah. And I was still asleep, apparently. Or you were getting ready for work and you saw the trailer and you sent it to me. Yeah. I was half asleep. And, my God, this, tra- this trailer woke me the fuck up. It's a creepy trailer. Yeah, I was like... Which is, you know, pretty appropriate because the movie's pretty damn creepy. <laughs> There's some nasty shit in this movie, too, but there we'll is. get into it. Um, put out through Black Lava Entertainment. However, I do believe it's out of print. Really? Yeah, so. And, I mean, there may be a second run of it coming in the future, mm. but 
as of right now, I believe it's out of print. Don't take my word for it. Go look. But you go to Black Lava Entertainment. Oh, also, apparently they support uh, independent death metal bands and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, Black Lava is a pretty interesting company. I mean, like when you go in there and you look at the films they've put out, they've put out the Lucifer Valentines. They're a company out of Germany, I believe. Okay, yeah. They've put out some of Mariandora stuff. They've put out um, Lucifer Valentine's movies. I believe they even worked with Brian Pollen for Morbid Visions, oh, which shit. we'll be covering sometime down the road. You know, so they're a really interesting company with really cool uh, packaging and artwork and stuff like that. They do a really good job yeah. and everything. So they're definitely worth uh, keeping an eye out if you're into the more extreme indie cinema. Or extreme music, because apparently they support that as well. I saw that in that packaging. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I this was is interested. I, was, I was intrigued. <laughs> James Quinn, I believe that's how you pronounce the name, Q-U-I-N-N. Oh, I think James Quan is that guy from uh, Tim and Eric. It could be. <laughs> Meatballs? No, it's James Quayle. Oh, James Quayle. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, James Quinn, I believe his name is. And if I, mean, if I meant to pronounce that, I apologize. Uh, this is his experimental, trippy... Mind F of a movie <laughs> called Flesh of the Void. Yeah, this movie is it's weird. <laughs> Normally at this point of the of the I don't like to call them reviews because we don't really review things, but we discuss. discuss I would give you the plot synopsis. However, <laughs> <laughs> this film really doesn't have what you would call a plot. It, I mean, it, in a way it does, but at the same time, it's like, this has nothing to do with what is being discussed, though. So let me just uh, read you the IMDb uh, description. All right. Flesh of the Void is a terribly disturbing experimental horror film about what it could feel like if death truly were the most horrible thing one could ever experience. Huh. Um, I can see a little bit of that, but... Yes, I can see that. Shot, I believe, 16 millimeter? Either 16 or 8. It was shot on film. I do know that. Black and white. Very experimental. Um, very visual. Mm. There's some awesome visuals in this. Yes. And some nasty ones. Um, the, the first thing I want to say about Flesh of the Void as a positive is the atmosphere of the film. Yeah, it portrays this dark atmosphere very well. has a very almost like... And I think this is what the director was going for. An evil. Oh, of course. Like, satanic atmosphere to it. That also has a very creepy, brooding, you know, sense of dread that really carries the movie. Yeah. It's a nightmare come to life. Yes. That's a great way to describe it. It is very much like a nightmare logic film. Like, as you watch it, it is like experiencing what 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 dreams and nightmares are kind of like, where it's just like things kind of just happen. Yeah, and it's very random. Um, very good use of um simplistic filmmaking techniques. Yeah, like something just so basic as just a single shot of like a sewer drain mm-hmm. with this voiceover. It's like, "Have you seen my mommy?" Oh. Like it just kind of builds and builds, and you're like. This is legit creeping me the hell out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, shit. <laughs> like, this is like, this is freaking me out. Like, when I first, like, unfortunately, I tried to watch it a couple times and fell asleep because I was trying to watch it after work. And when I come home from work, I dead ass. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he lays down 
And all you can hear is snores. Yeah, I try. (laughs) You know what I said? Uh I said all you can hear is snores and farts. Oh, well, thank you, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. But, uh, you know, no, that has no bearing on the quality of the film. Yeah. It's just, um, you know, it's just life. (laughs) But, you know, but the first thing I picked up was like, man, this is actually legit creepy. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And, like, the first segment, because the film kind of branches and acts... The first act of the film, like there really isn't like there's no people in it. It's just like landscapes and but with this like real droning, eerie music and this like very disturbing, creepy voiceover. Like it starts with just a and the movie always has like these like squigglies, like someone's like scratched the film. Yeah, the, I almost I almost feel like they took the film and scratched it on purpose. And like all yeah. that's always going around like the border, and just here's like there's someone watching me. You know, like, and things like that. And I was like, I'm creeped out. Yeah. <laughs> like, almost to the point where it's like, when things actually started happening in the movie, and, like, you <laughs> saw things, I don't know if that stuff was as creepy as just this super simple, you know, almost like nothing happening, but just building atmosphere and dread and using audio and sound, you know what I mean? It's almost yeah. like, it's almost... I don't want to say better necessarily because there's some great visuals as the film goes along, but just more successful in creating a tone than the rest of the movie. Which that's not saying anything bad about the rest of the movie because I thought the rest of the movie was very good. But you feel like the the very beginning of the movie set the tone and the ob- the ambiance for yeah. I mean, like it's just like really creepy, man. Like I, I could see someone watching this because this movie's not for everybody. Of course not. Um, however, I could see some people watching this, but like, it's just, it's just, la- they're just filming landscapes. It's just wasting time. It's boring. But I didn't see that at all. To me, I was like, this is, this like, is creeping me out. Yeah, just, uh, that reminded me of something. We were watching Channel Zero recently. Yeah. And there's a, there's a I watched a guy do a review on it. He's like, you know, they just film landscapes to, to fill in, uh, places. It's like, eat a dick. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's not the case at all. It's for the movie. Yeah, it's for the for the atmosphere. Cause like, there's one scene where it's literally just a black screen, like say with those like scratches circling the screen, and it's this guy being like, "There's something watching me. Is it me? You know?" Yeah, it's very creepy, and it's just really, really unnerving, like very creepy. And it's just like, it's about what you don't see more than what you do see. Mm, you know, definitely. And of course, later on, the visuals are <laughs> really good. <laughs> you know, yeah. In particular, there's this like dead body. Well, what you think is a dead body. And it's like twitching around and moving. Oh, the and one that's on like the cross. Yeah, with the like the bandages over the yeah, eyes. Yeah, that's on the cover of the film. That is, it's amazing visual. It's very creepy as well. Very creepy, and of course the great, um, which is the poster for this week's episode, the cow skull with the upside down crosses, mm. and you know he's holding like the sickle. Yeah, a lot of the shots in this movie, except for you know when we get to the gory stuff. It just fits very nicely within the uncanny valley. Mm-hmm. It's just like, yeah, I don't like this. Yeah, this makes me very uncomfortable. And um, I just I just described what the uncanny valley was. That was so pointless. Well, I mean, <laughs> if you're uncomfortable with graphic nudity, yeah, um, at times borderline pornography, definitely unsimulated sex. Yeah, um, this movie's not for you. <laughs> And if you're bothered by uh, visuals of, um, I don't know the best way to describe uh, it. Visuals is. of a, bl- a blasphemaic is that the term? I guess uh, nature. <laughs> yeah, 
if you're bothered by stuff that's, you know, I don't know the I don't know the word is like blasphemy. Yeah, I guess blas blasphemic would be the word. I guess so. We'll we'll have to hit the Google later. Yeah, we're from Tennessee. We don't speak well. We don't speak that, <laughs> that those big words. But yeah, you know, definitely a lot of religious iconography, including a priest. Yes. That's the scene I was trying to describe, but I didn't know the best way to describe it. Well, I mean, I guess just the best way to describe it, it's, it's a scene where a priest masturbates to a picture of a child. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting, yeah. It's very vile. Um, what else? Is it? I mean, like I don't know. Like, There's definitely there's a graphic gore at times. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, definitely if you're very offended by... I don't know uh, how to describe it. Like, I guess uh, things that are very anti-religion. I guess I would say anti-religious. Yeah, uh, anti-Christianity. Let's go that way. Yeah, there we go. Because you know, then you're, it's not a movie for you. And also, if you're not into films that are just strictly visual. Because this is like, we've reviewed some stuff that, you know, like stuff like Tetsu the Iron Man, which we kind of described as being very visual. Which I'm going to have to rewatch one day just to be like. But this is just visual. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, there's nothing else to this film other than its visuals. Yeah. <laughs> so those visuals have to be good. And I think for the most, for the majority of the film, they are. Mm-hmm. They're very strong and very powerful and very eerie and creepy and atmospheric and, you know, if you, if you have friends who don't mind blasphemic images. <laughs> And um, themes of anti-Christianity and and, and graphic gore and um, graphic nudity. Like, put more a little more emphasis emphasis on graphic nudity because there's a ton of that in here. Yeah, and you know, unstimulated sex at some points, mm-hmm. like a blowjob scene, for instance. Yeah, that was. Then this would be a great film to like have on at like a Halloween party. Um, I think I'm one of the disagree. Well, what I'm saying <laughs> is, like, it sets such an atmosphere that, like, you could have it on, people are like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Like, what is this? When I think about a Halloween party, dude, I, I, I imagine putting on something like Return of the Living Dead, not well, Flesh of the Void or Cannibal. But, it, but hear me out here. Like, here's the thing. Return of the Living Dead has a plot and a narrative you gotta follow. Yeah. Flesh of the Void is just, like, it's just creepy image after creepy image after creepy image after creepy image. Yeah. It's like, you know, like the videos they put to creepypastas? Yeah. That's yeah. like this movie. Like, I could see someone like slapping this thing and people like, I found this really disturbing deep web video. <laughs> you know? And the entire internet like, it's a creepy deep web video. Like, like, it's like this whole stupid thing that went around around like last year. People were like, oh, this clip from the the video Dafu Love was found. Oh, yeah. It was American Guinea Pig. It was American Guinea Pig. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. It was bad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was really dumb. Really? <laughs> really, people? Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like it has that kind of atmosphere, that mysterious, creepy atmosphere. But mm. you got to have a group of friends that's not going to look at that and be like, is that a priest jerking off to a gay? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, uh, have, uh, you just offended me. I'm a Christian. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> You're going to have to have a bunch of people together that can go joke around about things. And I could totally see, like, I myself... Am a sober person, straight edged, mm-hmm. but not one of those annoying ones that like, don't you go do? How's it going? 
you know, I, I'm not one of those kind of guys. Like, you, if you want to smoke pot and do your thing, go for it. Have a good time. I don't care. I just don't do it because, it's, you know, whatever. But, like, I could totally see somebody, like, either smoking <laughs> or maybe even dropping a little acid and watching this and yeah. just having their fucking mind destroyed, <laughs> you know? Like, Look, like, I feel like if you're smoking, sm- smoking pot, mm-hmm. the best thing... To do is like put on like a sleep album. Yeah, probably. But like, not you really, this. If you, you really, want a bad like oh, experience. Yeah. If you want like, if you want to deep dive into hell and back. Oh yeah, yeah. if you're doing acid and take, watching this movie, good luck. Mm. Because watching this movie sober was hard. <laughs> Ultimately, Flesh of the Void is an experience, almost mm-hmm. more so than anything else. Like, because it's not a movie you're watching. For its, you know, plot and its characters and anything like that. You're watching it to see these haunting visuals. And like I said, for the most part, like, I felt there was a few points of the film that kind of dragged a little bit that, you know, weren't my favorites. But ultimately, I felt like it succeeded in what it was doing. And that was to be a very creepy, atmospheric, disturbing film. And that's what it did, you know. It it definitely got its message across of evil and just... Yeah, like, very few films have, like, an evil atmosphere. This one nails it. Yeah, which I think is impressive. Like, you know, I can think of stuff like, uh, I thought Lords of Salem did very good with mm-hmm. that. Uh, and Alucarda is another one as well. What about uh, Jigoku? Yeah, yeah, Jigoku. Um, and even <laughs> um, The Devils has kind of like that, like... I have not seen that movie just yet, but... Like, films that, like, this feels like, like... The best way to describe this movie, and you can use this on your poster if you want to. No, nobody's ever going to do that. <laughs> it's the visual representation on film of what it would be like walking into a satanic ritual. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the way I see it is having one of the worst nightmares humanly possible. Mm-hmm. The ones you wake up from in a, in a hot sweat and... You can't go back to sleep from. It's so it's very well done too because I really believe there's certain scenes in this movie that if you told your friend like, "Hey, I got a tape of a satanic ritual, like a real satanic ritual," yeah. and you showed it to them, they'd be like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you know, like this is real, dude. I know how we can prank Doug now. I'll tell him it's a satanic ritual. Yeah, let's do that. Unless he listens to this, and then I doubt he does. Wow. <laughs> I, th- I bet he barely watches the YouTube videos that we post. <laughs> That's probably with the true. channel with him. Yeah, um, James Quinn, I think is how you say his name. God, I hope I said it right. If not, correct us. He is a definitely a filmmaker to keep your eye on. I feel like, mm-hmm. and like I said, like you know, if this doesn't seem like your kind of movie, like I said, you're either easily offended by blasphemy images, yeah, or things like that. You know. Sure, maybe you don't want to check it out, or maybe you're just like, I'm not into that RC stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is kind of unfortunate because it's like, come on, guy, I have, a, I have an open mind. But whatever. You know, just go watch the trailer and you'll be like, yeah, this guy's got an eye for interesting visuals and yeah, all that stuff. But, you know, I feel like he's definitely a filmmaker to keep an eye on. <laughs> he lives in Austria. Oh, Austria? Mm hmm. Been a lot of good things coming out of Austria recently. Yeah, Walter. Walter. Walter's awesome. Walter is awesome. There's wrestling to keep an eye on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got some short films out there, which, you know, they're on the Flesh of the Void DVD that, you know, I haven't checked them out yet, but I'm definitely going to. 
And he has a new film coming out as well, which I'm trying to find. Tears of Apollo. Is this one the same, like... I actually think this one's supposed to be uh, more narrative-driven. Okay. So, he's de- I, I really think he's definitely... I mean, like... Because regardless of whether or not you like or dislike this kind of movie, where it's very artistic and, you know, like I said, there's no plot, really. There's just an experience of it. you got to give the guy credit for his eye. Mm-hmm. For awesome images, you know. Of course. And he does a good job. So... Flesh of the Void. I recommend it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I do too. I thought it was a very fun watch as far as like, you know, fun as in I enjoyed myself. I don't know. I use the word fun a lot when it's not necessarily describes. Like, fun does not describe Flesh of the Void. No. um, (laughs) It's not the movie you go, (laughs) you watch and you're just like, yeah, that was funny. But when the credits rolled, I think we were both like, that was good. Yeah. That was entertaining. Because like that kind of movie can lose you. When there's no when there's no real plot to it, it's just a visual experience. Yeah, it's easy to get, you know, lost, and just be like, yeah. But I mean, the good thing about a movie like Flesh of the Void is, if you do get lost, um, there's not much to really follow. Yeah, you you know, like that's why I say it's a great, it's a, such a good thing to put on the background of a party, and freak your friends out. Yeah, or watch it and analyze it. Dig deep into it, you know. It's a, that it's that kind of movie. It's like you could have it on casually, and people be like, "Oh, that looks cool as hell." Mm. Or you could watch it and go frame by frame and dig deeper into it and find deeper meaning in it. Because I'm sure there is. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure there's all kinds of sim- symbolism and you know stuff in this film because the guy clearly was passionate about what he was doing and was layering each frame. To mean something more, oh, of course. you know, so it's great for that because you can really dig deep into it and like discover stuff, or you can have it on the background and just be like, "Look how crazy and creepy this is." God, I want prank dog now. So yeah, Flesh of the Void. I I recommend it quite a bit. I, I do as well. Um, I do recommend both these movies if they seem interesting to you. Yeah, like if you're into found footage, like movies, then hey, you may want to check out Hate Crime. Mm-hmm. And if you enjoy some artsy stuff, yeah, then Flesh of the Void, check it out as well. Yeah, um, as if you can right now. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, there you go. You got one that's just a visceral, nasty experience, and one is almost like a painting on film. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a dark painting. Yeah, very much the the works of Francis Bacon on film. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna go with like. Salvador Dali almost. Well, Dali was more trippy. Bacon was more disturbing. I suppose he's kind of trippy in a way. I don't know. How you, I don't know if you know who Francis Bacon is. I've heard. I've, I've heard he's one name. of my favorite artists when I took art in college. I've got it. Junji Ito on film. Junji Ito. <laughs> <laughs> That's any of those goddamn books. Junji nah, Ito is also, but uh, we need to work on that video. But. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's the mini episode. How long was it? Um, so far we're at 42 minutes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> if you have any questions, comments, and concerns, you can email us at sickoncinema at gmail.com. We have a Twitter, we have a Facebook, we have um, an Instagram. Excuse me, the, fa- <laughs> the Twitter page I said I'm not going to get to. Okay, we have a Facebook and an Instagram page, which I use the Instagram page a lot more than I use the Facebook page. Yeah, I haven't looked at the Twitter page in a little bit. But the best way to get a hold of us is our email, sickoncinema at gmail.com. Yes. We want to say thank you to everybody for listening, as always. Yeah. Thank you to the filmmakers for making these movies that we can discuss. 
Uh, of course. Not sure what to, to add on to that. No. Nothing, I guess. <laughs> follow us on Letterboxd. <laughs> sure, you can follow me on Letterboxd. What is my Letterboxd? Uh, Do you know yours? No. Well, shit. You haven't brought it up. My Twitter is Rugged John Coffee, which is in with my uh, Letterboxd, but I don't know what I call myself on Letterboxd. I need to change my Twitter name. What is your Twitter name? I think it's like Blue Soul 445 something like that. Something kind of cringe. I don't know that's cringe. That's a that's a graveyard song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm glad you got the reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it was playing one day. I was like, yeah, that's what I'll change it to. Um, Letterbox. I am the Hammer Fifty Six. Um, I think if you want to follow me, could you look mine up real quick? Oh shit! Did you review? Yeah, I reviewed. Uh... Yeah, I see you. <laughs> You're the alien smoking pot. <laughs> yeah. DBZ fan two thirty. There you go. Follow us on. I like Letterbox a lot. <laughs> My Instagram is, uh, I think, DBCFan99. Yeah. I can't make that more obvious what that's supposed to be, but anyway. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You know, this is the mini episode. Next time you hear us will be Fred Vogel, part one. Unless we procrastinate more and do another mini episode. <laughs> I don't think we'll do another mini episode in between. And uh, if you like this mini episode, let us know. I think we're going to keep doing this. Yeah. Review two movies or discuss two movies. That we watched and just go from there. Yeah, shoot the shit, you know. <laughs> shoot from the hip. But I am John Coffey. And I am Matt Roberts. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick. On Cinema. <laughs> Cinema. Cinema. Every, every time. <laughs> uh, it's because it's awesome. It is. <laughs>